Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, I'm really fortunate to have him here. Uh, he's a lyricist, he's a producer, he's a merchandiser, he owns Nostalgic Visuals, he runs uh, Kareem City. Uh, he has a couple songs out right now that just came out this past year. They're called Have a Nice Day, Laugh at You, and with Solana, Sweat. Um, Twan Mac, welcome to the show. What's up, Benji? Good to see you. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Can't complain. Good. What'd you do today? Um, worked out. Um, made some lunch. Uh, what was for lunch? Uh, asparagus with uh, garlic. Oh, okay. Uh, some gar a little garlic seasoning on it and mm. some salmon. Oh yeah, I saw your picture. Yeah. <laughs> some sliced tomatoes. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a kombucha. I think that was a ginger kombucha that oh, I drank. Oh wow. So yeah, it was a pretty decent lunch. I'm blessed. Oh, I had a good lunch. Yeah, that sounds. Delectable. Yeah. Uh, I, I fuck with salmon hard. Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's I, <insane. laughs> yeah, man. I uh, and I, I I was afraid of asparagus for like the longest time. Oh no! Like I gagged on it when I was a kid. No. And for like fifteen years, I couldn't eat it. But no. I, but now I eat it. So. I'm weird because I'm, I'm I'm weird in that 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 story kind of connects with my situation. Um, so. Like right, when I was raised up, like we always had like watermelon in the house. Oh yeah. And when I got, I want to say when I got about nineteen years old, mm -hmm. something uh, something occurred internally where um, I I didn't like watermelon. Really. Like I would like, and then as I got older, like into my teens and my early adulthood, I would actually like get nauseous when I would eat a watermelon. Interesting. And I guess um, the resurgence that I've had from a health standpoint in the last four years, three four years. I, apparently, I've cleansed my 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 innards mm -hmm. to the point where now I literally like will have a sitting and eat a whole watermelon. Whoa! Like I, literally, <laughs> I literally will like chop up a whole watermelon and 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 and, uh, and um, contain it, and before I know it, like the container is empty. Wow! So you and the asparagus, it, it kind of connects, and like I'm I'm insane on watermelon. Oh yeah, that's funny. That that yeah. Soon I'll be eating uh, an entire. Uh, like head of asparagus <laughs> in one sitting, right? Yeah, dude. I uh, I never um I never had a problem with watermelon. I I love watermelon. I haven't had it in so long though. To come to think about it, damn. It usually literally used to make me nauseous, man. It was it bugged me out because it's like to this day I don't know if I can eat a whole banana. I can't eat like a raw like a raw um apple. Like an apple, like an apple will probably make me sick to my stomach. So really? maybe that's next. Maybe that's something that I need to try next. Yeah. But like the whole melon thing, like I couldn't eat cantaloupe, I couldn't eat watermelon. But like I said, like it's okay. So water, um, Walmart just had a sale where they had these really good watermelons. They weren't like the biggest of watermelons, but like two dollars and fifty cents. Mm -hmm. And so one day I went and bought like six, seven of them. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Um, one by one, they sat on they sat on my floor and they just disappeared to the point that now, <laughs> now when I go home, I have literally like one watermelon sitting in my kitchen. Oh, and so yeah. I'm gonna go back to to Walmart and see if they have any more left and like probably like rate them again. Wow. Two dollars and fifty cents, you can't beat them, and they're sweet. Oh yeah. They're red inside. It's not like all. It's not like old watermelon. It's good watermelon. Oh wow, yeah, that's yeah. prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, damn, I just had an apple. I love apples. I eat apples like candy. But it's, man, food, food adversities are complicated, you know, it, it comes from when you're, it always comes from those young years of like, your underdeveloped taste buds, and it just, you know, it, that wires to your stomach, yeah, yeah, you're welcome, uh, it wires down to your stomach and it just makes you like, just, uh, it makes you uh, recoil at the sight or smell of certain foods, but um, but I, I like to think that, you know, our taste buds develop and we can eventually, it's like, we'll eat pretty much anything. The only thing I don't eat is kettle corn. I'm, I love kettle corn. I hate it. I'm weird because, like, blackberries, blueberries, cherries, strawberries, pineapples, I fade them. Like, they don't stand a chance. They're oh, literally, yeah. like, when I get to, when I get to pick and save, you can literally, oh, like, totally. hear the You can literally hear the pineapples, like, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> he's here. He's about to snatch. Right. <laughs> I go, I go ham. That's on geek. Those. I, yeah, I love. Like, oh, pineapples! Oh, I love, fantastic. Bro. Insane, yeah. bro. 
I used to eat so much fruit when I was a kid. Like when I, I used to like, I literally had an iron deficiency when I was little because I ate so much fruit and wow. nothing else. Hold on. All I was eating was blueberries. Okay. And, um, I mean, like all that shit's good for you, but I wasn't eating like any anything else. So you like no vegetables or nothing? Uh, I I grew into vegetables. Okay. I when I like. I wasn't eating like salads though or anything. Like I was, uh, I uh, I grew up to appreciate vegetables, but now now like I love vegetables. Right on. You know, yeah, that's the spice of life, bro. Like oh, yeah. that asparagus. I put that and see with the asparagus. I put the asparagus in the oven and I had I created like a, a base of like water and the and uh, the um along with the um the seasonings that I oh yeah the sure. I put it in the oven and I I don't like I I don't like it flimsy. Oh yeah. Like once yeah. it's flimsy, like it loses all the nutrients right, anyway. Yeah. So I like it still like like firm or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I cooked it in there for a long time, let it baste in there, make sure that I went in there and like basted it, like to make sure that like not yeah. just one part of the asparagus was getting the seasoning. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, you're like, gonna have to send me a recipe. Uh, I got you. Bro. You gotta just, do it. Then you would just have a cookout one day. Oh, we're gonna we'll do just, it. We'll just get it in. The Twan Mac uh, Nice Guy Cookout. We'll get it in. It's on record. Man, it's been a cookout for y'all. Y'all get a chance, baby, to stop in. Yes. <laughs> we would. It would be our dubious pleasure. <laughs> So Tawana, we could talk uh, food all day, but uh, what we're here to talk about, we, we talk about it, Mr. Nesca, we talk love and fear through our passionate and creative minds. Uh, so we, uh, you, it's my understanding you've been in the scene for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm an elder statesman when it comes to hip-hop in general, more specifically Milwaukee hip-hop. Yeah. Um, 1979, there was no hip-hop in Milwaukee. Mm. I... Um, when the first hip hop record like hit the scene in '79, I was a little kid in elementary school. Wow. Um, and it's ironic, like as soon as like Rapper's Delight became popular, like my father had died that same year, um, and my mother and my stepfather, because my mother was married to my stepfather by then, and my stepfather was graduating um, with an electrical engineering degree from MSOE, hmm. but he's from South New Jersey. He's from a place okay. called Burlington, New Jersey, which is about 25 minutes outside of South Philly. Sure. So when he graduated from MSOE, he immediately like moved up to South, moved us to South New Jersey. Mm. So I, here I am, this little kid in the tri-state area, yeah. uh, Philly, New Jersey, New York, and this is when hip hop was hip hop wasn't even six years old yet. Right. Cool Herc created hip hop uh, August 11th, 1973, in the Bronx, along with other people. Wow. But he was like he's like the figurehead of the creation of hip hop, but like hip hop was still in its infant infant stages. So here I am in South New Jersey. Melly Mel was God, uh, Kumo D was God, Spoonie G was God, Lady B was a goddess, still is a goddess. Um, Funky Four Plus One More, uh, Treacherous Three, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Mm -hmm. Sugar Hill Gang was more so on the commercial tip. When you talk about like rough lyrics and you talked about uh, like uh, street lyrics and stuff like that, that came from more so like Spoonie G and Melly Mel. So I, I immediately became an addict. Mm -hmm. So maybe a few years later, um, I came back to live because I was a, I was I'm a mom. I love my mom to death, but I'm all, I was also had a high high affinity for my grandmother, yeah. and I was sick uh, for my grandmother. So my mom can't let me come back and move back to Milwaukee and live with my grandmother. And when I did that, like hip hop was starting to jump off here in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So when I got back to Milwaukee, um, my uh, uncle was already best friends with Maurice Beckley, better known to everybody else as Dr. B. Oh, wow. And Doc B was like, uh, uh, I want to say like in like maybe ninth or 10th grade at Vincent High School. Um, I was still in like elementary school. I hadn't even started middle school yet. Um, and Doc and I, I brought back tons of records. I brought back Crash Crew, uh, um, um, Sequence, all kinds of records. And at that time, Milwaukee was really, it was it was still in its infantile stages, and they only had like the bare minimum of, of hip hop. But Doc and I, um, based on his connection with my uncle, we forged a relationship. He used to come over to my house because we lived in the neighborhood. We lived in 53206 uh, or 24th. I lived on 24th and Nash. We lived right around the corner down the hill on like 26th and Vienna. So it's literally like, like 90 seconds. 120 seconds walking distance, literally. So, Doc, me and Doc used to start to make um, um, uh, mixtapes and uh, put together a routine. And then, like, uh, I want to say that spring, right when school was getting ready to let out, because by this time, like I say, he was in high school. Vincent High School had a talent contest. 
he and I rapped over the Genius Rap, which was by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which by uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll is uh, Andre Harrell from Uptown Fame and worldwide oh, yeah. production persona. So we rapped, we rapped over that instrumental and we were, we were the first rap group to ever win a talent show in Milwaukee with rap. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but this is literally like 1981, so wow. it really wasn't popping like that in Milwaukee yeah. like that. So from there, it's just like, it was just a bug. Um, by like by the time I was in like a, like a, a freshman sophomore in high school I was doing shows with UTFO and whistle uh, at the Eagles Club which is now the rave yeah. um, and so yeah and by the time I was like 17 18 mantronics and Howie T and uh, Larry Smith who produced like run DMC's like first records and uh, Houdini and all that stuff like they were banging out like like to this day mantronics has a sound that uh, is defined by its by its clarity and by its technicality and the stuff that he was doing back in 86 for Just Ice and for himself with Crime Master T and Mantronics, uh, Curtis Mantronic um, is still, he can't be touched. The stuff that he was doing back then, I was bitten by that. I was already like an MC, like doing my lyrics and whatnot. Hadn't quite de developed my own persona, but from a production standpoint, I hadn't started yet to produce yet. Um, He's the reason. He he uh, he is the reason why. Um, Cause I hadn't heard said G yet from Ultra Magnetic. I didn't hear said G till about '87, but like '86, I heard Cold getting dumb, yeah. and I heard Toya, and I heard Fresh is the Word, and I was like, oh my god, like this dude is like, the beats are like crispy, they banging. This dude is like chopping stuff up. Yeah. He's chopping. Vo so I was just like, I gotta do that at some point. Um, Say around 19 years old, I got my first uh, beat machine, SB1200, which at first there was an SB12. SB12 didn't have a disk drive on it. When the SB1200 came out, you're talking about like a $3,000 machine. Um, I had to have it though. So I did what I was working at Scrub It Up at the time. Mm -hmm. I was a, a cashier and attendant on 29th and Capitol. Wow. So I saved my pennies. Um, Whatever else I was involved in at that time, I was doing my thing or whatever, but I had to have that machine. And so I think it was Casio downtown. So incrementally, I'd go in and like pay for the machine, 750 here, 1,000 here, until I paid off that three grand. And once I got that machine, I was just like immersed in it. Then it's like I became one with that machine. Yeah. To the point that what they're doing now with these beat battles and stuff, like like pop my man Mecca Milo was doing that with the beats yeah. and stuff. I was doing that in like, 89, 90. Like I did my, wow. uh, so um, got involved with a brother with a brother named Kamanzi, King Kamanzi, a uh, brother named Joseph Horn, and a brother who's no longer with us, Orlando Bellamy. Um, they were a part of a uh, JoJo and Kamanzi were a part of a, a rap collective called uh, the Fresh Walk Family, which was run by Todd Peachy Thomas, who went on to became to have worldwide acclaim uh, as a, as the head guy and the founder of Arrested Development. Oh wow! But he's from Milwaukee. He's not from Atlanta. He helped build the Atlanta music sound with Dallas Austin and the Dungeon Family and Jermaine Dupree and mm -hmm. all those guys. Um, but he's from he's from a West Burleigh and went to went to Rufus King High School wow. and then went to went to UWM with me. Oh, so nice. Kamanzi and JoJo they were a part of a collective called the Fresh Walk Family that had all these different rappers and groups, um, Lady DST, um, uh, Funky Fresh Females. They're part of this, uh, they're, they're in this, featured in this documentary that's running around now that's talking about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was uh, doing my thing, they were doing theirs. Talking about like 1990 by now, walking through the union, yeah. UWM yeah. union, um, and I meet, I meet uh, Orlando and Kamanzi, um, and we just started talking hip hop. I say Chuck D, they say Poor Righteous Teachers. I say Ice Cube, they say Luke Skywalker. So it developed like an affinity between us because we were talking the same language. Yeah. Come to find out, Manzi's dad is like a tenured professor, professor was a tenured professor at the time, a sociology professor at UWM, Dr. Ronald Odari. He had given them the name the Kali Tribe. Uh, they were at the time called the Kali, the Deaf Kali. Kali in Swahili means fierce. Sure. So he had given them that name. Come to find out there was a third member, Jojo, who wasn't around at the time, who was just like this beastie ass MC, bro. Like a murderous MC. Wow. So we, with Orlando being the DJ, Mozzie being an MC, 
JoJo being an MC, me being an MC and a producer, and having a machine that was highly coveted. Yeah. That mean that machine was highly coveted. Like if you had that machine, it was like ten pounds of gold. Wow. Like you literally, yeah. like you you had like no but you didn't want no other machine. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was just it became yeah. a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. By 1992, we were doing shows tearing up Milwaukee, yeah. Wild Kingdom with Wild Kingdom um, at Shank Hall, Peter Jess. Oh yeah. Um, tearing up shows at the Unicorn with Gus downstairs at the Unicorn in Sydney High, wow. uh, the Mad Planet. Uh -huh. uh, we was we was we made our way, bro. We was <laughs> yeah. we was beastie. Our stage show was unparalleled. To this day, I don't know too many hip hop groups in Milwaukee that ever could touch a Kali Tribe show. Um, no disrespect to nobody, but you had to be there to know what I'm talking about. And those that were there, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just really unparalleled. Like for Monzi's Spitfire, like 120 beats per minute lyrical style, not missing a lyric. Um, Lando. Um, basically like being Milwaukee's own DJ premier, God bless your soul, Lando. Jojo being just like the hardcore MC and me being who I am, you know, it just was a cohesive unit and haven't really seen too many groups duplicate that to this day. Um, so here we are at the Unicorn uh, downstairs in Sydney High and we get a chance to open up for uh, the brand new heavies and Def Jeff who were on Delicious Vinyl at the time, really big uh, uh, independent uh, Los Angeles record label, California mm -hmm. record label, Young MC, Tone Loke, Jesse James, who's now Jesse Itzler. Wow. Um, um, and Def Jeff, we opened the show and Def Jeff took a liking to us, nice. heard our stuff and was like, y'all dope. We had a studio right upstairs in room 203 in Sydney High. So we took him upstairs from the basement to 203 and basically like we all went in everybody getting off lyrics i'm dropping beats i'm dropping rhymes he's like i i fuck with y'all t's one of the best people i ever met in my life he's the reason why i'm producing to this day we'll get to that yeah. but but def jeff uh he's always been a somebody at that time he was one of the top lyricists in the game and one of the best showmen and just all around to this day is still like one of the nicest people you want to meet he brought us to los angeles uh, to do shows at the Los Angeles Coliseum where they do the Olympics at. Well, we didn't do the whole Coliseum because that's literally like a hundred something thousand people. But for like Chris, this was like Christmas time, like 1993, 1994. I can't remember the specific year, but it was either 93 or 94. Sure, yeah. We do the south end of the of the LA Coliseum, which is literally like 15,000, 20,000 people for like Toys for Tots or something oh, like oh, that, like yeah. a show like that. Yeah. Then he takes us to uh, the Jamaica House which was one of the biggest underground hip-hop venues. Everybody performed there. Everybody. Anybody that was anybody in L.A. at that time performed at the Jamaica House. Uh -huh. We rocking, and lo and behold, like, standing right there with his Lokes and his Pendleton on, man. Easy E, bro. No way. Wow. Oh, wow. Shahid, uh, one of the God bodies, brother, uh, a God King know what I'm talking about. Everybody wasn't there, so, but yeah, literally, like, Easy E right there. Like literally, like took us to the to the to the palace to the palace in L.A. Ice T when he's still with uh, Darlene, he's talking. Jeff is a somebody, so he's bringing us around all these people. We eating fat burger with Tone Loke uh, in oh. L.A. Like literally, like like Curtis Blow stops by Def Jeff's house. Like mind blowing things. Like these are these are hip hop deities. You know what I'm saying? So shouts out to Jeff, man. Even though he like to keep it low, he don't like nobody like. Uh, uh, like talking about him like that because yeah. he's still doing his thing. He's just a very humble, modest dude. Sure. Yeah. But um, all I have to say this, um, we wound up, uh, Jeff connected us with a, a, a sister by the name of Larice Bell. Larice was out of this time, I think she's out of Illinois, but she was in LA. Um, she's a videographer. Mm -hmm. We shot a video for a song called Getting Bigger. The song Getting Bigger wound up uh, once the video was done, wound up in regular rotation on BET. So we're the first Milwaukee group to ever have a video wow. featured on BET or any of that, MTV oh. or any of that. I don't know, I don't believe we made it all the way to MTV, but BET was popping at the time. BET actually for hip hop at the time was bigger than MTV because MTV raps was still coming, but BET um, with Kiss It or Diss It and Rap City with Chris the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Chris the Mayor and all them dudes, like it was really, really big. So like with a lot of groups, um, things happen. We're young, 22, yeah. 23, 24 years old. Attitudes change. Yeah. I won't throw nobody under the bus. Mm -hmm. 
Um, nobody's here to defend themselves. Uh, Lando's no longer here with us. Um, but and things that happened, we've since patched up and moved on, moved along. But the the group met a, the group disbanded. I want to say around ninety four, ninety five. Mm -hmm. um, I continue um, as well as Kamanzi did. Orlando ended up living in Los Angeles and being uh, working for publishing companies and still doing his DJing thing. But uh, from my standpoint, um, I continued to produce. I wound up working with a crew called Top Floor, which spawned uh, Strickland from EMC, uh, one of the uh, pioneers of Milwaukee hip hop. To this day, he still tours with uh, 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 Master Ace. Oh. He's been touring with Master Ace for like the last 16, oh, wow. 17 years. Just retired from the fire department as a lieutenant. Well-rounded individual, a good friend of mine for many years. So I produced uh, a demo for Strick. We did like five songs, I think. So I produced like 80% of that demo. I think one song was from somebody else. But he wound up getting on Tommy Boy Black, which at the, at the time, Tommy Boy was Naughty by Nature, Queen Latifah, but they were bringing up new artists. And one of them was Royce the Five Nine. The other one was Strickland. So um, due to... Um, um, I guess I was, I will call it I will, well laziness addiction to the streets like I was I was doing what I was doing at the time I wind up having to go pay my debt to society um, by the time I came back my bro like strict was full-fledged um, so I continued to work with top floor doing my own um, my own solo thing helping to produce other acts and whatnot um, but again bump your head once you should learn i guess we could call it insane because i did the same thing twice wound up having to pay another debt by this time um by this time when i'm when i'm when i make it back when i make it back to uh to society we get, well, now we're now we're gonna fast forward all the way up to like 2009. Wow. making it we go all the way up to 2009. when i came when i made it back to to um to the world um my bro was already full fledged. He was already a fireman, all this and everything. And, and, and from a from a standpoint of from a hip hop standpoint, Kendrick was popping, Wiz Khalifa was popping, Rhapsody was popping, Bahamadia was popping, Hyro uh, uh, was killing killing shit. And so from a from a hip hop standpoint, I was content to leave the ball in their court because they were impressing me. I was cool with that. Mm. I just I was content at that point to just be a fan. Yeah. Um, but I also was had rekindled my friendship with Def Jeff. Never stopped the friendship, but I just got back in contact with him. And he was like, "Twine, how are you? Like, how do you not go get equipment and go back and do your music and woo woo woo?" And I'm like, "Bro, I'm just I'm content to be a fan. I'm content to watch." Yeah. He's like, "No, bro." So one day he gave me an ultimatum after we had been like kicking it for like two years. He's like, "Twine, if you don't go get equipment." And you don't jump back into this thing. I'm gonna. I'll talk to you every now and then because we rib each other. We make jokes and stuff. But he's like, I'll rib you every now and then. But bro, I'm not gonna talk to you as much as I as I do. And he's somebody that I like. Jeff is a like a highly valued part of my life. Of course, I look up to that dude because yeah. he's helped me out immensely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When he didn't have to. Right. To this day, he's never asked me for a Abe Lincoln penny about anything. Wow. Just nearly just dropping jewels and helping and connecting yeah. us. Yeah. So when he said that, Ben, I'm like, Err. so I hurried yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I hurried up. I went and got my MPC Renaissance. I went and got my MPK 61 uh, Kai uh, keyboard. Uh, I went and got my Mac. I went and got my my, my speakers, my my um, my KRKs. I went and got everything that I yeah. needed, man. Yeah. I'm like, now nah, I can't. Like, this is my boy. Right. Yeah. This is my yeah. dude, man. Like, right. he's he's the homie. Yeah. Around 2013, 14, I started to take it seriously. Um, but it was a litmus test. I didn't know how people would respond. Honestly, at that time, I was I was overweight by like 50, 60 pounds. So I didn't like. I'm a dude that loves the stage. Mm -hmm. I I channel my inner KRS one, my inner Big Daddy Kane, my inner MC Light when I'm on stage. Like I I put on a show for people. Yeah. I'm a beatboxer as well. Yeah. So. I find myself out of breath a lot of times, woo woo woo. So, also the music, the music had to be cultivated. It's not something that you can just jump back out there because the lyrical styles have changed, the cadence cadences have changed, changed. People's listening palate has changed. 
But what I wanted to make sure I didn't do is I've always been original. I never bit. Right. That's like the foundation of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Don't bite. Like Don't you bite. could get you could get dealt with back in the day for biting. Like they might not they ain't gonna kill you, shoot you or nothing like that. But you like you number one, you'd be labeled as a biter, which you didn't want. And then number two, um, you you might get rolled up on. Like somebody might roll up on it and it might be like a little fisticuffs or something. So all that to say this, I just was never the dude to bite. Right. So my stuff had to sound original. So it started with like a couple records. Um building beats. Jeff slapping me upside my head, not physically, but actually saying, man, take it back to the drawing board. I let him hear stuff. He'd be like, nah, you got to step it up. You got to step it up. And so that continued on for like, I don't know, like 15, 18 months. But I'm committed to this bit. This is like my first love. I don't have kids. So this is like my contribution to the world. Um, Eventually it started to round into shape. Eventually I was like, ooh. And then I got um, to have diabetes in my family on both sides. Mm-hmm. My grandmother lost fingers and toes to it. That's my dad's mother. My mother currently uh, has to use insulin every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lethargic. I was probably like 270 pounds. Um, one time in particular, I go to a Packer game because I'm a Packer backer. I'm a cheesehead. I go to a Packer game, and when you go to a Packer game, you can park on people's lawns, but you got to walk a little bit to get to the stadium. You got to walk through the tailgate. Yeah. And I find myself like huffing and puffing and ankle throbbing and <laughs> out of shape, having to stop five or six times before I got to my seat. Wow. I was like, this ain't it. I hadn't locked in yet on what I needed to do. So I go to the doctor because I'm like, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm tired all the time. I'm lethargic. I go to the doctor and he's like, I'm waiting for him to tell me I got diabetes, Ben, and I'm a needle phobic. No tattoos, no, no, no. I, I, I don't like needles. Sure. You pull out a butterfly needle on me, I get, I get, I get lightheaded. Like I don't want that. Or I don't like needles. Sure. Unless I just absolutely have to have one, then I'm mad up. But I, me and needles, we just don't get along. Yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting for him to tell me, Twan, you got diabetes. Instead of telling me that, he said you could lose some weight and you need some, you need some vitamin E. I ran out of his office. Went and got uh, went and got the vitamin E. Went and uh, did a couple days with my man Mike Oldham. Did a couple days down at uh, down at um, the Y downtown. And when you work out, if anybody knows this, like if you haven't worked out in a while, in the first couple days you work out, you have like this Tyrannosaurus Rex type of thing where you can't touch anything because yeah. you lift weights and you're like, oh, because yeah. you because you can't even straighten your arms out. Yeah. So I went through that that syndrome for like a week. And then um, once I got over that, I liked the way I felt. Um, I'm alumni from UWM, yeah. so Klotchy is literally seven minutes from my doorstep. Yeah. So I went and got a membership at Klotchy, and I haven't looked back. Nice. And it's transformed my life. It's probably the reason why I'm able to eat that watermelon I was talking to you oh, about yeah. earlier. Because my insides are clean. I don't drink any soda anymore. Nice. I don't drink any, I only drink like almond milk. Um, I drink a lot of water, yeah. a lot of kombucha. Um, um, I watch my fried foods. I splurge every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Cause I like my vegetable egg roll and my vegetable fried rice. All right. But but um, a lot of that stuff I've slowed down on. It's transformed my life. Yeah. It's transformed my psyche. It's transformed my spiritual my spirituality. It's transformed the way I view other people. It's transformed the way I view my hourglass of life. Mm-hmm. And it definitely transformed my music. That's awesome. It transformed my performance. Made me way more energetic. Yeah. Um, so eventually, I, it got to the point where I'm like, oh well. Did a couple shows. Like, shouts out to George over at Company Brewing. I work there. I work at, with George is my boss. <laughs> That's my brother. Yeah. George believed in me. Oh, we love you, George. We love you like cooked food, George. Like literally, like. Yeah. G Money is like the the person that believed in me. Yeah. When I wanted to do a show. You know how George is. You could say you want to do a hip-hop turtle race. George would be like, okay, well, we're going to get the turtles. Are we going to the Milwaukee Zoo? Are we going to get donations of the turtles? Like, are we going to get sponsorship? What are we going to... He never says no. He's the best, like, he's the best dude in the city, man. Yeah. Like, George really has, like, a heart of, like, platinum. Mm -hmm. So, he just believed in me. Yeah. And I was able to hone my show, which is why George can call me rain, sleet, or snow, hell or high water, and say, Twine, I want you to come perform. Whether he pays me or not is regardless. I'll do it for George. Yeah. No, and there's not many people as this as this persona and this 
thing starts to build and continues to get bigger, there's not going to be, because there's a lot of people that play games too out there. You know who you are. We only call you by name, but and no disrespect, no hard feelings, but you need to get behind Milwaukee artists. There's a lot of people out here busting their ass, investing their last dollars into what they do. And when you play them shady, don't wait till they blow up because this, this city has that problem. They like to love you and everybody else when the worst, when the rest of the world, when Atlanta and when when LA and New York says he's hot, she's hot, then they like to catch on. But before then, they're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. As that's hell. the syndrome in Milwaukee. That's Milwaukee, bro. It's something in the water, bro. It's, it's something in the water. But it's okay though. It really just toughens your skin. So back to George and Company Brewing, I was able to do like a bunch of shows there and hone my craft, get my sound how I wanted to the point that people now want to book me. To the point that now um, I do videos and like from whether it be Brett Schmidt or Brennan or my man Abacus Haley Jason or yes. my godson uh, Johnny Hayes from Beyond Entertainment. Um, I have a I have a series of videographers on deck. Um, was able to do a, a dope record with Ishtar called Can't Quit. Oh yeah. Um, um, a, a dope video that's out and so it's it's building, man. It's it's building organically. Mm -hmm gotten really astute at social media, yeah. um, engaging my supporters, not fans, I don't like that word, my supporters, mm -hmm. um, reciprocating support, yeah. um, people like Juicebox. Oh yeah, you just played with them the other day. Just people like that, uh, uh, Kelsey over at Cactus Club. And Shout out Kelsey, man. Come on, man, oh. MKE Kelsey, man, the, 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 the queen of the Milwaukee music scene, she literally like doesn't say no. Right. She may not call you right back because that's she might be in Nova Scotia. She might be in Thailand eating some pho. You, you don't know where she yeah, might be. Yeah. She might be anywhere. So it's like Kelsey will get back to you, but just yeah. real, real dope ass people, man. Did amazing. Uh, she did that all ages uh, legislation that just got pushed for the all ages venues recently. She's mega dope. Amazing, yeah. Kelsey's mega dope. She's, She's the like best. the best spirit. Like so, between Cactus Club. And and uh, and um, and company brewing. Those are I mean, the two best venues in town, man. Because of the, because of those two places, bro. I've been able to like ply my trade. Yeah. And bring like Raz Cas. Now Raz is the homie. Yeah. Because we came and brought him through Milwaukee and showed him love. He had been here before before, but mm -hmm. I brought him back for another show. And now he's the he's the big homie. Like Raz answers my call. If he don't answer the call. It's because he's he's in Germany and maybe it's it's a it's a what a seven eight hour difference and maybe yeah. he's sleeping. Yeah. But other than that, he calls me right back. Right. So those type of situations, um, and it's just getting bigger and bigger every day, bro. Um, mm -hmm. Just did two shows down in Atlanta with the rest of development at the City Winery. Um, Speech and I just produced a record along with a brother named Rambo from North Carolina, a really dope producer and artist um, called uh, Virgin that we just mastered and is going to be coming out. Um, reconnected with with Vagabond Productions and Speech, like going to be work like going overseas with them, bro. Wow, nice. It's just mind blowing. Like oh. my company, Nostalgic Visuals, oh, like, yeah. the hoodies, the T-shirts. This is all. This is all like custom made. Fuck yeah. This is all custom made. We gotta get you one of these. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's, I love it's Don't Sleep. It's called Don't Sleep. Oh. I love it. Right? Oh, I love so it. it's like all those things, like I'm full I'm full circle, I'm full fledged as a man now. Yeah, man. I feel really like I feel really dope, man. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I feel powerful, um, not in a vain kind of way. I just feel in charge of my my destiny and my circumference. You're empowered. I don't hang out with a lot of people now. I don't feel the need. Like I like I'm really an introvert now. Yeah. Used to be an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Always wanted to be around a crowd. Hence the, the the only child thing because that's right. that's like part of my moniker as well. Like Twine Mac, the only child. Yeah. Um. Always used to want to endear myself to people and want people to be around. And I had to learn the hard way that everybody's not your fucking friend. That's true. Everybody's not the homie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had to bump my head a couple times, man. Mm -hmm. um, but I learned. Yeah. And so now the the place that I'm at in life is awesome, bro. Yeah. Like I literally wake up 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning every day off of hip hop and thinking about my companies. Like I don't even have an alarm. alarm. I have an alarm clock in my house, but it I don't even turn it on. That little switch that you got to flip for it to pop off, I don't even do that, bro, because literally like the spirit, the universe wakes me up.
<laughs> Sometimes, like the other night, I worked on a song uh, that um, that Speech and I are going to do together. I started, I, I did the inception, got the beat and the, the chorus and the rhyme done. I started that song maybe um, maybe one o'clock in the morning. I didn't finish until about five o'clock in the morning. I was back up to go to the barber and like to go get a shave at like at like eight o'clock, bro. Wow. Huh. And I'm driven, bro. Like yeah, I'm yeah. driven, bro. Like I, I'm driven, bro. Yeah. Like, the hourglass is upside down, and I realize that. And it's 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 even more evident when I read my newspaper every day, and I see like all the death that's out there, all the destructive stuff that's how people shooting each other on the freeway, yeah. kids getting shot and shit. It's like Milwaukee. Like there's a lot of beautiful parts of Milwaukee, the Ward, Giannis, um, just the people in general, River West. Um, the most multicultural part of the city. Look at us, bro. Like this is organic. It's not fake. It's my bro right there. You know what I'm saying? All day. So it's like this is the guy. So, but you know what I mean, though, Ben? Yes. Man. Like, like this shit is organic. We don't have to force it. No. But yet, there's this side of Milwaukee where it's like decadent. It's like yeah. the dark side. Like shit happening. So all that stuff has me on full alert. Like, don't take shit for granted. I was a little mad with you at first, bro, because I'm like, I want to be on that fucking show, bro. Like, why didn't they call me yet? Like, I've, I've been there and done it. Like, I'm doing shit. But I just was like, they'll get to you. And and then when you were like, when you hit me up, I was like, man, I'm happy. Like, because I fuck with you, bro. Appreciate it, man. I like what you do, bro. Thank you. This is like one of the most organic programs, like blogs, vlogs that, that you can have, bro. Like, it's like, you're natural, bro. Like, Thank nothing you. fake about you. Thanks. I value myself the same way. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah, um, got records done with Razzcast, got records done with Sky Zoo, got records done with Tragedy Gaddafi, who's also known as uh, the Intelligent Hoodlum. If you don't know who that is, um, um, Tragedy Gaddafi is responsible for, their, without him there'd be no Nas, there'd be no Mob Deep, there'd be no Capone and Noriega. Wow. Um, He's a somebody, so to get a record done with him. Yeah, um, my tragedy is responsible for like the Queensbridge sound, along with like Molly Ma, like he's the predecessor of all that stuff. So to get records done with him is like awesome. And now I have a collaboration with a bro named Mike Titan. You're definitely gonna hear about that. He's from the Bronx. I'm from Milwaukee. Hence the reason we call it the Bronx Bucks. Um, nice. Solana, where do I start? Solana. Where yeah. do I start? Yeah. Where do I start? Hardworking. Intelligent, hardworking, uh, <laughs> um, brilliant, um, mm -hmm. a go-getter, um, unabashed, um, dead serious. She's my right hand, and, and uh, we we have a, a project where we put together, and we're going to be doing other projects. And uh, this all culminated in like a year. Yeah. She didn't tell me. I met her over on Downer. She was working at a. What's the taco? What's that place? The taco place. Bel Air. She's working at Bel yeah, Air. Yeah. And then uh, a friend of mine, Woody uh, and Liam, they had the they had a Roots Underground across the street. Sure. The, where they were doing like the shoes and the t-shirts mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, and so she, I would see her, and we 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 forged a relationship, a friendship, but she never told me she sang, and she didn't tell me that she composed. She didn't tell me she was a full fledged actress. I didn't know any of that. And then come to find out, she's all of those things and more. Um, so she tells me, I asked her, I said, well, why? you knew I did music. Like, I'm always letting people know, like, I do music. She's like, well, I didn't want you to think that that's the only reason I wanted to be around you for. Wow. And I also wanted to figure you out who you are as a person because she's gone through some situations where people weren't always who they seem to be. Yeah. Uh, the connection was seamless and cohesive. Within a year, we've got uh, a five-song EP done um, of quality. Two really great videos done. One of them by Satora, who is the, the, the CEO of Ankata. If you're an actor or an actress, make sure you look up Ankata. Satora is brilliant. She's another like complete lady boss. You got to know Satora, S-I-T-O-R-A, Satora. Just, just Google her. Mm -hmm. Um, she's a beast, Ankata, O-N-C-A-T-A, -A, Ankata. Um, it's a casting agency here in Milwaukee. She's blowing up. Awesome. Like the, she's blowing up, bro, like the A-bomb. Like um, Satora did like a, one of the songs that we have called Rewind, Satora did like a $20,000, $25,000 video for us, bro. Oh, wow. Do you know what we end up paying for that video, Ben? What? 
Snacks and props. Wow. Snacks and props. Man. Literally like a Hollywood camera. Literally like wow. every, like all the fixings and all the trimmings. And she don't yeah. even do music videos. Wow. Did like, so this song called Rewind. It's remarkable. She did a video for us. When we're done with this, I'm going to show you the video. Yeah. Wound up being featured in the Milwaukee Film Festival this Sunday, um, which is the 20th. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but it's the It'll 20th. It'll be a while. <laughs> okay. Well, by the time you guys see that, we're just doing an exclusive screening, a uh, private screening at the Milwaukee Film Festival, along with other Milwaukee uh, music artists. Um, um, Zed Kenzo, oh, yeah. Adi has got a video in there, a bunch of other people. Um, all quality artists. We have a video in there. Uh, directed and shot by Satora um, called Rewind and it's just basically about betrayal it's about uh, decadence it's about uh, lying deceit relationships uh, all that stuff yeah it's a five-minute opus of just like dopeness and it's not even coming out yet because we're I'm I'm we're cultivating moves from a whole another universe where we want to we want to put it out the right way but the people that are getting a chance to come and see that, along with all the other artists, it's just, it's really a spectacle, bro. It's like beastie. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so proud to be a part of that, bro. Yeah. Like, she transformed my, like, she trans, like, between Solana and Satora, they've transformed me in the last year, along with everything that I saw that I was doing. But they've really, like, opened my feelers and made me so receptive to, like, all different things. And also realizing the power of woman. Seriously. Realizing the power of women. You ain't shit without a woman, bro. Seriously. You ain't shit without a woman, bro. I don't care. Yeah, I don't want to be around a bunch of dudes, to be quite honest, bro. Like, really, <laughs> yeah. keeping it a thousand with you, bro. Like, I prefer to be around Satora. I prefer to be around Solana. I uh, prefer to be around Kelsey. I uh, prefer to be around those type of people. Unless you like the bro. Like, if you're Ben or you're like speech, you're a thinker, you're a doer, you're about that life, yeah, we can jam. But a lot of times I find, like, you get hated on by other dudes. So it's like... I've never felt like a millisecond of hate around either of those ladies, any of the ladies that I'm around. So it's like, they've opened my mind. Like the, 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 the people that, that quarterback my operation right now, um, uh, Marissa, who's from New Jersey, um, Wanya, who runs a blog called uh, I Used to Love Her. She's out of Berlin. She's in, right now she's in uh, South Africa. But they're the ones that handle my social media and my promotion, my PR. Not that I don't trust guys, I'm not saying that, but the power of a woman. Yeah. All that was facilitated by working with Satora and Solana and them op reopening my eyes. Because I've always known like how great women are, but they just reiterated and put the stamp on it and just made me realize like my like going forward, there won't be like men handling my business like nine times out of ten, unless you're like really about that life. It's gonna be a woman because they're 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 frugal. They're honest, they're diligent, they're efficient, they know their shit, they study their shit, and then they study it again, and then they study it again. So when they come to the table, they're thorough. So And there's a lot less egos, too. And there's a lot less egos, bro. Yeah. It ain't no competition. Like, I'm not out to compete with you, bro. Like, yeah, I don't do what you do, and you definitely don't do what I do. Yeah. So let's just leave it at that. Um, right. So, um, yeah, Ben, it's like a shit is popping off. Yeah. Man. Sounds I'm like happy, it. bro. Like I'm happy, bro. Between the f and then, okay, so next month, the twenty first, uh, a week before Thanksgiving, we're doing that eighty. That that what is that stage called? Eighty eight point nine. Eighty eight nine four one four live. Yeah, we're doing the four one four live. I'm actually gonna be with uh, the Kareem City Quartet, which is my man Ben, my man Mark, my man Mike. We have a band now, bro. Very awesome. And we're sounding dope, bro. Oh, like, when cool. I leave here, I'm going home for a second, and I'm going. To, I'm going to practice. Nice. Like we're like cultivating like a thirty minute hour long forty five minute set like dopeness bro like employing my beatboxing hell yeah those dudes are full fledged musicians yeah. um, the social political thought yeah all that man it's just it's a fun time to be alive man it's a fun time to be in 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 Milwaukee which I've renamed Kareem City um, which the reason why if you like to know that um, I've named it Kareem City because they started off saying. Uh, Cream City after the bricks that were used to build the city, but Kareem came through at a time when Milwaukee was hyper segregated. Um, he lived in Juneau Village. Um, he had a famous quote because he's always been a social political thinker. He's always been aware and, and awoke. 
uh, at that time he said when he was playing for the Bucks, I live in Milwaukee, but I'm not of Milwaukee. There's a lot going on in Milwaukee at the time. You fast forward 50 years later, we got Giannis, but it's basically kind of the same thing. Like things are getting better. There's more money flowing. Um, but luckily we have River West. We have people like Ben and Twine that aren't gonna allow any of that. We, we aren't gonna allow any of that nope. ignorance into this, nope. but there are still enclaves of ignorance in the city and places um, there's still discrimination, there's still racism, there's still sexism, there's still xenophobia, there's all kinds of stuff out there. So, um, Kareem, I, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not going to do Cream City, Kareem City, because he still writes an article for Time Magazine. I don't know if it's bi-monthly or monthly, but he's still like very much a thinker. Also, he's the only reason why we have a championship. Giannis them ain't got it done yet. I hope this year they'll get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but Kareem was God. Like that's that guy hook. They stopped dunking. They outlawed dunking in college because of Kareem. Because yeah. he was so dominant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So yeah. on top of being like a supreme athlete, he's always been like a brilliant dude. Yeah. So I said Kareem City. You know what I'm saying? Because also in Arabic, Kareem means generous, which I'm generously giving this music. I'm generously. Um, down to orate, uh, whatever the hell I can do, man, to like uplift uh, the Milwaukee hip hop culture, the Milwaukee music scene, the fashion scene, whatever I can do, like I'm, I'm, I'm down. Um, also, want to give a shout out to Shea, Shea from International Appeal, because she's my designer. Like I came up with the idea, but she's the one that made this happen, from the embroidery to the don't sleep on the hoodie. Like she's another brilliant woman. Awesome. Who's like on top of her game, bro? Fantastic. So, I'm long winded, man. You, you, this you is, wanna jump in? No, no, man. This is, man. You, uh, you swept me away, man. Like with all of this, like this is just. It's remar fun, It's remarkable. It's fun, man. It's very fun. It's fun, bro. It's like if I have this mantra that if you're not chasing your dream, like you might as well just like go hop in a box, bro. I don't mean like because every it's a combination of all things the things that I'm doing right now it's it's a culmination of of, of, of hard work um, you got to make sure your funds are okay uh, you got to make sure that you have the time to do it um, you have to make sure that you have an even kill personality because every door is not going to open for you every answer that you seek is not going to be yes um, people are not going to always rock with you um, and and the universe has to line up. Like if the universe don't line it all up, bro, you can bust your ass. Like you can work as hard as you want, mm -hmm. but if it's not your time, it's not your time. Right. So it's just really humbling to be at a point in my life where like like things are like lining up, bro. Like people checking for me, bro. Day by day, it's like growing, bro. Yeah. Um, and it's just really like it's an awesome. It's 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 an it's an awesome feeling, and so. I, I, if you're not chasing your dream in some capacity, even if you start incrementally, because I didn't start, wasn't, I didn't start full fledged. Like I'm entering year four of a five year plan. I'm ahead of schedule. Nice, very good. But nonetheless, I had to plan, and people told me no. People laughed at me. People didn't book me for shows. People didn't do features yet. They didn't trust me yet. They didn't know what I, They didn't know what it was about. Um. But it's dope as time is going on. Those no's are turning into yeses. Uh, those uh, rep email replies are no longer taking a month. They're happening in a couple of hours. Mm. Um, and it's just a mega dope feeling, bro. Yeah. Because it, it started from an increment. So chase your dreams. Chase them down. Like, Chase it down because you're not going to be here forever. And then ultimately, one day, you may not be able to chase those dreams. Do you know how many, everybody on this planet, out of the billions of people, everyone has a dream. Everyone has something that they want to go and do. Whenever, like, the door cracks for you, man, kick the door open and go after your dreams. Because literally, like, that's what, that's what drives my soul. That's the reason why you see me and you're like, that dude is always up. Like, Twan is always this way or that way. Like, I'm never really, you don't see that other side of me, like the, the side that goes into those valleys because I keep that to myself. It's not for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm an artist. So I go in those valleys, man. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not infallible to like depression or- Same here. You know what I'm saying? Same here. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, so I won't play that game. Like, I'm just like all the time. Like, no, I have those, I have peaks and valleys. Yeah. But what I refuse to do is I refuse to quit. Um, I refuse to put my destiny in somebody's hands. I refuse to accept no. Um, I refuse to, 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 to be passive. Sometimes they call me passive aggressive. I get that. In some form of fashion, you might be right. I'm learning. I'm still um, a work in progress. Right, I'm we still, always are. I'm still clay, bro. Yeah, like, of course. I haven't dried yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm still clay. The sculpture isn't done yet. Yeah. Painting isn't done. Mm -hmm. But but I have developed my character, and I've have I have gotten a lot better. I think as a human being, in terms of how I approach situations, how I treat other people, yeah. how I allow them to treat me. Um, realizing the importance of of, of self-preservation and self-actualization. Yeah. Realizing the the importance of Ben time, right? Right, of course. Your man. time, bro. You gotta have it, bro, because otherwise you go crazy, bro. Yeah. Right. You gotta have it, bro. Right. I gotta have twine time, bro. Sometimes. Of course. I just, sometimes I don't want to answer the phone. Sometimes I just want to turn on. Uh, I want to watch. Uh, I want to binge watch some Sopranos. Yeah. Or some Wu Tang American Saga. Like right. I literally just. I, I literally, go into my room, man, and I <laughs> shut the rest of the world right, off. Man, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I literally just other the other night. I literally just binged on the whole Wu Tang. Oh, nice. Because my friend in Sylvania, she was telling me. Um, Ada was telling me. Ada's like a big Wu Tang head, and she's like, "You gotta see this. You gotta see this." And I hadn't watched it because I had the reviews that I had gotten on it. I watched it and I dug it, man. Like yeah. I, I, I dig it, man. It doesn't tell all the truth because I've seen some of like the Vlad TV interviews that Vlad has done with members of Wu and people are like have disagreements. But I'm saying from an entertainment standpoint, it holds my attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I do, man. I, I just I've learned to be an introvert and an, I and but also be able to to handle crowds and people when that time comes. But also the, uh, just keep in mind the importance of of you time and your soul yes. is your, your personal space and that you don't always have to be around people and and the ebb and flow of life mm -hmm. getting used to that bro oh yeah man yeah bro i'm in the same exact lane yeah bro i'm spending most of my time in here and i stick to uh i stick to that routine that i've committed myself to which is doing this show going to work going to shows catching up with friends when i when the time allows and shutting the world off yeah, bro. It's, it's that, and there's nothing wrong it's with that balance, bro. man. Because you gotta keep yourself happy. How can you contribute to to anything or give any jewels to anybody if you running around always pent up and always feeling like some type of way? Like you gotta let that shit flow, yeah, bro. Dude. You have to, bro. So yeah. I just I, a lot of times I just like I said I just I'll turn on some of my Jamal and I'll let my Spotify run all day till it's just music running through my house all day and and turn on some TV, read my newspaper, catch up on current events, even though they make me cringe sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Still like to be aware right. of what's going on. Yep. And then and tune in to people, places, and things when I need to, bro. Mm -hmm. and, and and be thankful for uh, the blessings that are here right now, the things that are happening in my life, because there was a time when I was without. There was a time when I, when, when I didn't know if I would ever produce again. But it, it, and it was it was killing me, bro. Because mm -hmm. I, 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 it's kind of like, if you're a ball player, or if you're an architect and you watch somebody build a, a dope ass building, but you're an art architect as well, and you're like, damn, like I love the way you built that building, but I would have did this or I would have did mm -hmm. that, yeah. or I like I love the way she painted that picture, but I would have grabbed mm -hmm. my easel and my paintbrush and I would have did it like this. So for a long time, like all that pent up aggression, all that stuff, like because I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't doing my art, like I told you that period from '09 to like. Like to like 13, 14, yeah. when I was just. And the reason why I did that, I didn't touch on that. The reason why I, I got back into music, besides what Jeff, Def Jeff was saying to me, um, is that stuff was sounding the same. I'm not the dude that likes to criticize young people for what they make, mm -hmm. what they call a wave, because that's what they tell me, man, this is our wave, okay. But out of 20 records, 19 of them sound the same. Your cadence sounds like his, his rhyme sounds like hers, y'all all talking about pills, lean, killing something. Yeah. Um, y'all all talking about how y'all having sex with everybody and whatever. And don't get me wrong, hip hop has always possessed like elements of that. Um, whether people talked about smoking weed or with Luke with the G strings on the beach with the ladies and hey, we 
It's like there is always it's, there was always been an element, but 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 there's always existed an element of poor righteous teachers, public enemy, third base, Beastie Boys, mm -hmm. hieroglyphics, Ice Cube. You know what I mean? We've always always had too short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But MC Light, Yo Yo, Queen Latifah. It's like you've always had diversity. Yeah. And what I felt like around 2014 is that I didn't even turn the radio on unless it was 91.7 or 88.9. Oh yeah. Or 89.7. Yeah. I rather listen to NPR huh. than wow. listen to regular radio. Yeah. Because every record, like if I listen to an hour worth of radio. Even though they were different records, they all sounded the same. Yeah. So I said, instead of being a dude, because there's a difference between an OG and an old head. An old head is going to complain, oh, y'all you, you need to stop doing that. I found myself like getting into like little mini tips with, with young people on Facebook about the music. And then finally it struck me, like I don't have the right to criticize them. Like in 88, 89, I had the high top fade. I had the asset wash jeans. Yeah. I had the Patrick Ewing tennis shoes. I was taking my mom's records and sampling them, and she's like, "What the hell are you bought my records?" Mm -hmm. I was that dude, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So here we are, fast forward. And even though it may be a different style of what was going on then, it's still nonetheless the skinny jeans are back. That's not new. Right. The haircuts with the knot, the knotty hairstyle. That none of that is new, bro. Like none of that's not new, bro. Like we was doing that in like '87, '88. So I quickly pumped my brakes, man, mm -hmm. and I said, I'm an OG, because an OG is going to educate you. Yep. An OG is going to show you a different way, yep. while leaving you, to, leaving you to your vices and saying, if that's what you choose to do, you do it. But here's what I'm talking about. Right, yeah. And so that's why I said, well, let me get on this stage. Let me get back in this booth. Let me pick up this NPC Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Let me, uh, instead of talking a lot of shit and having nothing to show for it, Man, hone your craft, man, yeah, and that and and so that is the reason why I have a record with Ishdar and a video done with Ishdar. Ish don't do records with everybody. He doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. He's in a movie movie with Matthew McConaughey. He's, yeah. he's popping off on Spotify with millions of streams and all yeah. kind. Like he's a somebody. Oh yeah, living out in Atlanta now. Based on the fact that I didn't criticize him and the track was hot and he heard my verse. He's like, Uncle, I'm a K dot you. I was like, man, bring it on, bro. Just a pleasant soul. Him and Buddha. Like, yeah. just beautiful people. Love Buddha, too. Yeah. They wouldn't have worked with me. They, they wouldn't have shot no video with me if I was some dude on a soapbox talking shit. Yeah, yeah. He don't have to do a record with me. He don't need me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that showed me I was doing the right thing. I was bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. um, so in a nutshell, man, like, I'm, I'm ecstatic about what's going on right now. It's an awesome time to be a Milwaukee artist. It's an awesome time to be a Milwaukee uh, to be an artist. Period. It's an awesome time to be to be uh, doing the merchandising on the cusp of like going overseas. Um, reconnected with my brother Speech, who I produced with back in the day when the rest of development was selling millions of records and running around the globe, and him prepping me to take he's about to take me overseas. None of that stuff has to happen. Nobody owes me shit. Nobody owes me nothing. The universe owes me nothing. But I'm just, I'm in accordance with the universe. That's the reason I'm able to connect with people like you. Like, you didn't have to, you don't owe me shit, bro. You didn't have to, you can, just a bunch of other artists that want to come on your show. I know. They're talking about me, bro. Like, you're coming, you're on the come, bro. You're not on the decline, you're on the incline, bro. So it's like, um, these occurrences, like, mean a lot to me. It means a lot to me. Like I don't take any of it for granted, cause I remember when it it, it wasn't occurring. So, bro, <laughs> bro, bro, this is beautiful, man. Man, that was awesome, bro. Man, you got me in my feels right now. No, I'm good, bro. <laughs> good, bro. Twan Mac, this is one of the most incredible hours I've had on this show, dude. I I'm just I'm I'm like. I'm out of. I'm speechless right now with everything you had to say, dude. But Ben, uh, it's, it's us. It's not me. You created the environment. You facilitated it. I'm just. We're just playing ping pong right now, bro. Yes, man. And it's and it's and it's organic ping pong at that. If there's such a thing, so thank you, <laughs> thank you, bro. Twan Mac, Kareem City, Nostalgic Visuals. Ben. Twan Mac, tell me. Uh, tell me as we close out. Tell me what keeps you up at night. Keeps me up at night? What keeps you up at night? Uh, 
the feel the fear of failure and the desire to succeed. Um, wanting to make sure that um, I'm able to take care of my mom and make her proud because I don't have brothers and sisters and I don't have my dad is no longer here. So um, just wanting to, wanting to make her proud and for her to see that all this none of like what I'm doing none of it is for naught. What puts you to sleep? Um, knowing that I that I that I busted my ass and I chipped off uh, a lot of that, uh, getting to getting to that goal and those goals that I just talked about, wanting to be successful, knowing that I did my part, and if I don't wake up, um, I I can be content to know that I did I rocked out I busted my ass I wasn't lazy. We're really blessed to have you in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to uh, check out uh, Tuan Mac, uh, all the joints he's got uh, streaming. Spotify, uh, iTunes, Tidal. Um, I got a, a YouTube channel. Um, I'm on IG. It's Tuan Mac 24, T-W-A-N-M-A-C-K. Um, I'll follow you back. I'm not a narcissist. Um, um, I'm, I'm everywhere, bro. Like, it, But make sure that you differentiate between yep. me and the dude from Cleveland. There's a gangster rapper named Tuan Mac. He has my name, but that's my name. That's, my, that's who I am. Oh. But... If it doesn't say Kareem City Music or it doesn't say Twan Mac, you don't see my face or you don't see that dude. If you don't see that dude, it's likely not me. Just make sure you check out the records and, and, and listen to it. If he's talking about something, some knowledge itself, some good stuff, more, more than likely it's me. We're going to be posting links uh, to everyone mentioned in this video and also all the, all the links he just said. So thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, and we will see you next time. Peace. Damn,